the Arizona Cardinals as an organization have to figure out three things in an effort for them to pivot to a winning and functional trajectory. You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy here. Tuesday edition of Locked On Cardinals. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day. Free and available on all platforms. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Please go to the YouTube channel. Like. Subscribe, turn notifications on, leave a comment. Let's build this family over on YouTube. Be with you almost every day this offseason. We've kind of hit this wall of, ooh, who can the Cardinals go sign? Impact makers. Who can fill out this roster? The last couple pieces necessary in an effort to build a roster ready for 2023 got to kind of punt on that at least for now the draft will tell a lot what the what the vision for Monty Osifor, Jonathan Gannon and Michael Bidwell 2.0 is for the Arizona Cardinals 2.0 as it's ushered in after Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury were fired and I wanted to talk about and I'll talk more about free agency is and and top targets and things like that top targets is kind of a oxymoron at this point this free agent crop, you know, this free agent group wasn't the greatest talent-wise. Sure, there were some, got a lot of money. But for, for the Cardinals' sake, making splashes this offseason doesn't really make a lot of sense. Keep my finger on the pulse with DeAndre Hopkins. There's nothing new. I talked a little bit about him yesterday, so if you want to check that out, that was in the second segment yesterday. But I wanted to take today to kind of take a step back, as I like to do. I like to think macro a lot regarding this organization. And I thought macro about Cliff Kingsbury three years ago, happened to be right. Thought macro about Steve Kahn five years ago, happened to be right. So when you look at the future, it kind of forces you to see the forest through the trees about where things are going. And I know that this is very new. I know that Jonathan Gannon's been on the job for six weeks. Monty Osborne a little bit longer than that. So this is kind of a very, very uh, preliminary look. But there are some things that need to change. There are some issues that need to get resolved. There are some questions that need answers. And the last of those three is what I'm going to focus on today. Now, I don't know what will happen with any of these three. But these are things that need to get figured out if the Cardinals want to pivot and become a winning organization. And I get scoffed. I get goffed at that. Goffed? Scoffed? Scoffed? Scoffed. People scoff at that when I say winning organization for the Cardinals. The w- winningest organization in the history of football was the Patriots because of Tom Brady. Tied with the Steelers. Consistency and relevancy is the currency in the NFL, relevancy, playoff appearances. And then you could have those 
more champagne problems where it's like, oh, why did they only win one playoff game in the last two years and not two? Why haven't they made a conference championship in this many years? The Cardinals aren't there yet, even though they made a conference championship at the end of the 2015 season. But there are three issues. There are three questions that need to be figured out before we have any sort of real clarity on what the future of this organization is going to be. One, and this is not me choosing one side or the other, but is Kyler Murray the guy? That's the biggest question. And I feel like, especially talking with my my friends in the locked on world alone with about their quarterbacks and things like that, the polarization surrounding Kyler Murray it seems like the fan base is split. He's not the guy. He's too small. He's too selfish. He doesn't play video games. He doesn't watch film. Blah. The other one is he's the best quarterback the Cardinals have ever drafted. At, at least in the last 30 years. Okay. Can we not, I'm an old head. Can we not go further back? Can we not split hairs with a quarterback who was drafted 40 years ago? I'm good with that. Is Kyler Murray the guy? That's the question. That's the only question that matters. Really. There are two others. Because I want you to listen to the rest of this podcast. But there are two others. Is Kyler Murray the guy? And unfortunately, for those who want an answer soon, tough cookies. Because we're not going to get that answer really unless he comes back in week two or week three where, you know, Jonathan Gannon talked at the owners' meetings and just like, you know, He's progressing well. Paraphrasing. I was going to want to play. Regardless of if you, Kyler Murray, loather, hater, what's the opposite of a truther? A falser? What's the opposite of a truther? A falser? Kyler Murray falsers out there who don't think he's the guy who doesn't, don't think he has leadership, you know, whatever. You're going to have to wait. So you, you can have your time in the spotlight so I know he didn't want to play. He's still sitting after coming off an ACL injury. You know, heaven forbid he misses a few games. But you're going to have to wait. We collectively will have to wait to see. Do I think Kyler Murray's the guy? Absolutely. Do I think he has some growing up to do? Absolutely. Do I think he could be the best quarterback and probably already is close to the best quarterback the Cardinals have ever drafted? Absolutely. Do I think Cliff Kingsbury held him back severely? Absolutely. Do I think Steve Keim and his inability to build out a full roster that couldn't deal with one injury or two before crumbling had something to do with it? Absolutely. All of those things can be true simultaneously. But the biggest questions around the Arizona Cardinals and their future is Kyler Murray the guy. That's the question. And unfortunately, if he does miss more than five games or so this year and the Cardinals start one and four, Maybe we can get a glimpse. Maybe it's seven or eight games where this year is a total throwaway. And you don't really gauge, especially with a first-year head coach, defensive-minded one at that, a first-time offensive coordinator, coming from a run-first offense, probably you know due to the lack of elite quarterback play with Baker Mayfield, et cetera, and Deshaun Watson not being there for the first 12 weeks because he was rightfully suspended. Also because they had two of the best running backs in the NFL, two top 20 guys, and Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, and one of the best offensive lines before they all got hurt. This is all going to be a a hurry up and wait. The hurry up part has already happened. Now the waiting time happens. Is Kyler Murray the guy? This question will most likely be answered at the end of the 2024 season with certainty. With certainty. 
And if it's going through your head, well, if the Cardinals get the first overall pick, why wouldn't they just trap Caleb Williams? We're not going to talk about that. We're about a, we're over a calendar year away from that. Okay, so let's Josie Doodles on that, as an adult would say, like me. Is Kyler Murray the guy? The biggest question that needs answering with true and absolute one way or the other answer. If he is, great. They're already on that path. If he's not, great. They got to figure it out. But maybe not great for the, for the second one. But until that's answered, without a shadow of a doubt, we're not really going to know the trajectory of this organization. I think he is. And unfortunately, the only reason we're doing this segment right now is because he tore his ACL midway through last season. And everything was already kind of on a spiral. But be, playing meaningful snaps with DeAndre Hopkins and Hollywood Brown, both playing together, that's what was missing last year. And if we would have seen that, the Cardinals probably wouldn't have won a couple more games. We would have really seen what was cooking. Ronda Moore was hurt. You know, Zach Ertz went out for the year. Cliff Kingsbury's Cliff Kingsbury. You know, if anything, if one hair gets out of place in the offense, he can't run it. Like, that's all gone now. But unfortunately, because Kyler Murray's probably going to miss a chunk of change and chunk of time in 2023, we're not going to be able to really answer that question. Do I think he stole the guy? Yes, without question. I think he's been severely held back by a head coach who was not equipped to be an NFL head coach, let alone run an offense. No, let me say that backwards. He wasn't equipped to run an NFL offense, let alone be a head coach. And unfortunately, for the first four years of Kyler Murray's career, that's what happened. Two other things that need to be answered before we can really determine on if this Arizona Cardinals organization is really set up for success for the future. Two more. My math skills are just impeccable. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by FanDuel. The tournament, man, two days, what, four days away from the final four? Yeah, yeah. Like, this has been a bonkers tournament, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. All on a safe app. Secure. Super easy to use. So again, don't miss your shot. At a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Locked on Cardinals, your team, every day. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. Is Kyler Murray the guy? That's the biggest thing that needs to be figured out to fix the Arizona Cardinals. Because there's been so much uncertainty from others, not from me, from others. All that does is poison the well. And one thing that, in my opinion, Arizona Cardinals fans don't understand is you've got to grade on a curve here. Look at all of the horrific quarterback play over the time that the 
Cardinals organization has existed. All of the top tier quarterback play in the last 30 years, okay, has been outsourced. Kurt Warner and Carson Palmer, namely. Coming off the worst offensive performance I've ever seen in my life in 2018, they scored less points per game than the 2008 Detroit Lions did who went 0-16. 14.1 points per game. I'll never forget it. In an ecosystem built by the definition of insanity, doing the same things, expecting different results, massaged and cultivated by Steve Keim, and the enabler, Michael Bidwell. Kyler Murray was put in a situation where he almost couldn't succeed. And this isn't defending him blindly. This is just any quarterback that would have been drafted. Look at Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen had no shot. He had no shot. So when you look at other quarterbacks who've gone elsewhere, Patrick Mahomes, come on, perfect. Andy Reid, stable organization. Dare I say, or need I say more? Lamar Jackson. Even though you could look at him saving John Harbaugh's job, but it's the Ravens. It's Ozzie Newsome. Okay. It's the Ravens. Kyler Murray didn't have something to fall back on with the Arizona Cardinals. The defense wasn't great. The offense wasn't great. The offensive line wasn't great. The coaching wasn't great. The front office wasn't great. The ownership wasn't great. So before we just write him off after four years, three and a half of which, you know, whatever. So the last half of last year, the last year was just a debacle. Instead of drafting an offensive lineman and drafting an edge rusher in 2022, they decided to trade for Hollywood Brown, which I know is his friend. That's fine. And drafting a tight end in the second round. Okay. Instead of drafting an offensive lineman in the first round of 2020 or 2021, decided to draft two interior offensive interior linebackers one of whom had never played the position before. This is not the dictionary definition of a functional organization that a quarterback can just walk into and perform. So that's why I defend the player who's always won over an organization that never has. But that's the big question, Kyler Murray or no. Is he the guy? Is he not on the field? Not people's just idea of no. Too small, video games, blah, blah, no video, blah, blah. Shut up. On the field. Watch the Vegas game. Who won that game for the Cardinals? Wasn't coaching. Kyler Murray has oh my God moments in him that not many quarterbacks that have ever played this game does, do, did. It's on coaching to massage more of those oh my God moments out. And that's something he's severely lacked in his first four seasons. We'll see what happens with this regime. Number two, the thing that needs to be figured out. Does Jonathan Gannon know what he's doing? And this is something, you know, when I say macro, I'm not just talking about 2023. I'm talking about in general. And yes, Kyler Murray is more important than Jonathan Gannon. For this specific topic. If Kyler Murray is the guy, great. If he's not, okay, move on. That is the bigger cut and dry. 
And we'll find out hopefully this season when he gets healthy or next season. I still am a firm believer that he is. Jonathan Gannon checks boxes that Cliff Kingsbury couldn't even find. Jonathan Gannon has shown more personality in the first six weeks of being a head coach of Cliff, Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury did in four years. You want sound bites after games? You're going to get them. You, you want, you know, hand expressions, hand motions, spirit fingers, jazz hands? You're going to get it because we've already seen it from Jonathan Gannon. He's real. He's a human being. He has nothing. I've talked to both uh, Gino Camilleri and Louis DiBiase from Locked On, Locked On Eagles. Eagles fans were excited to see him go because they're Eagles fans. Blame him for everything, sure. People that I trust when I talk about the Eagles have nicer things to say about him. And being a leader of men, especially bringing his linebacker coach, Nick Rallis, this is not, even though, you know, it did give me a little PTSD thinking about, you know, Steve Wilkes bringing over his linebacker coach and Al Holcomb from Carolina when he took over in 2017 or 2018 for BA, but this is different. It's just different. This is the new age of the NFL. And Steve Wilkes, another guy, didn't even have a shot in Arizona. He should have got another year, and so should have uh, so should have Josh Rosen. Like, if we're acting on it, and look what he's done in Carolina. Hopefully, Steve Wilkes is hopefully be taken care of for the rest of his career. I really hope that he's going to have jobs forever. But you bring over Jonathan Gannon, first-timer, coming off a breakdown in the second half of a Super Bowl. It's like, well, can he do it? And this seems very obvious right now. But again, this is a very preliminary podcast as it pertains to the future of the team because it's so new. And there's still so much uncertainty around Kyler Murray's health. We haven't got to the draft yet. But I feel like it's a better mental exercise for you if I talk about possibilities in the long term and not just, oh, well, they could sign, you know, a interior defensive lineman for half a million dollars that who will play 15 games this year and be cut. Just, I, I, you know what? I, I want to challenge people a little bit more than that. Is Kyla Murray, the guy is Jonathan Gannon, the guy. And this third one is going to be a collective effort. This third one is going to be, can the Cardinals do blank? as an organization, as a cohesive unit that may have never been done before in the history of this organization. It's fantastical in nature, but it's not something that can't be overcome when you have the right employees in the right places. I was going to locked on Cardinals. I'm making you think today, baby. How about it? This episode of Lockdown Cardinals is brought to you by Built Bar. The Built Bar March Madness Bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff, and now it's time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know, I'll be voting for, you know, the, oh my God. So there's the coconut brownie puff. There's orange has always been my favorite. It's one of the OG flavors, but that's, that's just mine. That's just my, it's my favorite. And when you vote for your favorite bar puff, you'll be entered in a drawing where 50 lucky locked on listeners will get a free box of built, man. Not only that, but one locked on fan will win 12 month subscription to built to have 
built best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You got to try built built the best, uh, best protein bar ever. Seriously. They're so amazing. You won't even think that they're good for you. What makes built and uh, bars and puffs so good? Well, for starters, they're all high in protein, low in sugar and covered in hundred percent real chocolate. True. hundred percent real chocolate. Run to builtmarchmadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. So hop in and support your pick. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Follow me on Twitter, Clancy's Corner. Uh, follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Please interact. Send me DMs on Twitter. I try. I'm really trying. I'm trying a lot harder to keep up with all the comments on YouTube. Please leave them. Better, or worse, debate. I'm gonna have some sort of interactive podcast this, uh, you know, this summer. But it, it, it's tougher for people who listen to the podcast and not watch on YouTube because, you know, I want people to get their questions answered. The the mailbag thing is fine. I haven't really tried it. I'm kind of throwing it around, but I'll, I'll find a way to make this more interactive for you so you can get the questions you want answered instead of it just being, you know, something that, you know, maybe he'll get to in a different podcast. So please reach out to me at Clancy's Corner on Twitter. Send me a DM, ask me questions, label it question for a pod. And I'll, I'll you know, maybe I'll just build out a whole week of questions and just answer them and do the content that way. Because I love coming up with my own content, but what's even better is, answering questions that you have because that's what this is all about baby is kyler murray the guy we'll see is jonathan gannon the guy we'll see i think yes to answer both those questions even though i wasn't so high on the hiring initially what i've seen so far is just jonathan gannon is probably gonna get made fun of by a lot of things that he says just because he's quirky and he's a weirdo and that's great so am i i love that You already know that he's just a dude. He's a dude who loves football. And that's some, there's an endearing quality to that. That's a, There's a Dan Campbell quality to that. There's a Robert Salah quality to that. Hell, there's a Kyle Shanahan quality to that. It's like, man, that dude just loves football. That's awesome. With Cliff, we had no idea what he liked. I've been at a carb since 1996. Step Brothers. 1994. I can't remember the exact quote. But with Jonathan Gannon, it's like, it's not just that you have to trust him because he's the head coach for the next handful of seasons. It, it feels different. It's not BA. Well, maybe he's like a, a BA that's 30 years younger, not 25 years younger. A defense, imagine a defensive minded Bruce Arians. Cardinals could have won the Super Bowl with that. The third thing that needs to get figured out, and this is the big, this is it. This is, this is everything. This is the envelope that you put the letter in. Can Monty Austinfort, Jonathan Gannon, and coaching staff change the culture of this team forever? Winning is fleeting in the NFL. Losing is prominent across most teams. Sure, you've got your five, seven, eight-year window, and then it's back. You've got your two, three-year window, and then it's back. 
Super Bowl windows are just a year unless you have transcendent first ballot Hall of Famer quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes. There's no other first ballot Hall of Famer of the young quarterbacks yet. Josh Allen, why would you say no? Joe Burrow, they, they got to win something first. Patrick Mahomes is the first ballot Hall of Famer. This front office needs to be the one that does it. This is the time where Michael Bidwell needs to do it. He hired, he took his time, he hired, he found the guys that he thinks can be the leaders to go into the Arizona Cardinals 2.0 chapter of this organization. Changing the culture is a player's thing, but not without leadership from the suits. Not without leadership from the coaching staff. Monty Osiford and Jonathan Gannon with Michael Bidwell in the wings need to have a clear-cut definition of what this organization is going to be. It's an abstract thought right now, of course. We're only six weeks into the tenure. With Kyler Murray hurt, it could put a little elongation in the definition. The idea is, and we see this, you know, with very few organizations. The Chiefs weren't always like that. The Bills weren't always like that. They had great fan bases, but they weren't always the most functional. You see it with the Ravens forever in perpetuity. Doesn't matter who's wearing the uniform. They just win games. Steelers, doesn't matter who's in the uniform. They just win games. Their defense is good. That's it. Doesn't matter. Now you can say something about Mike Tomlin. You see the guy. Don't know. Check out Chris Carter, locked on Steelers for that. There are very few organizations where it's just, it doesn't matter who's wearing the uniform. They're just stable. Is that something that the Cardinals can attain? There's so much noise, more noise than there's ever been social media, et cetera. There's no privacy. Everybody's under a fine tooth comb. Can you, Monty Osafort, Jonathan Gannon, and Michael Bidwell mitigate that? Draft properly. Draft the guys that you want in this new culture. Have a quarterback that you want to lead this new culture. And have a stencil in place where you fit only players who will fit this culture to build the foundation for the future. It is wildly important, obviously. It's the most important thing. Can you build a repeatable stencil? Can you do it? Where you draft a different Will Anderson every seven years, and it doesn't matter. What's the first thing you think about with the Ravens? Linebackers. What's the first thing you think of with the second thing you think of with the Ravens? Corners. What's the third thing you think of with the Ravens? Offensive line. What's the fourth thing you think of? Run game. Doesn't matter who's playing. That's just what it is. It's what it's always been. So when people are looking at what they like the Cardinals, ooh, the Chiefs, ooh, the Bengals, ooh, the Bills, ooh. Look at the Ravens. Look at the Steelers. That's what you should be striving for. And that's the biggest question for the Cardinals. Can the front office, 
and coaching staff is currently constructed with Michael Bidwell as, you know, the, the leader, can they define what this organization will be and execute it on draft day and free agency and developing talent that the Cardinals already have in an effort to slowly build a foundation for the future? I don't know, but I'm here to find out. Alex Lancey, Locked on Cardinals. I'll talk to you tomorrow.